You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm your host, Alicia Thomas, and today is a very cool day because it's my first time having a male on my show. Even if this is like airs number 15 episode or something, this is the first time I'm interviewing a male and in particular, a, a, a dad. And so I'm so excited to have him on today. He is an actor, a comedian, a stand-up comedian, um, a producer, a writer, and and so much more. He was on the national tour of Rent. He's done commercials for McDonald's, Staples, Verizon, to name a few. Um, he was last seen in the last OG, in the last season of the last OG with Tracy Morgan and Tiffany Haddish. Um, he's done a couple of movies. And my favorite, he's Mr. Duvall in Mean Girls on Broadway. Please welcome Rick Younger. <laughs> you have me like looking around like, who is this amazing, amazing fella? You, <laughs> you. And I mean, of course you close it with your favorite, Broadway. I know, I'm like, here's all the stuff he's done, but really, he's he's in Mean Girls on Broadway. <laughs> Salisha loves Broadway and musicals in particular. Do not offer to, to give her tickets to a play. She's like, when are they going to start singing? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. You don't know my life. You don't know my life. This is a moment. Ricky, how, um, you want to tell the folks how we met? At least I want to hear your version of how, how we, we met. Meet? Well, yeah. we first met in the back of a Volkswagen van. No, that's okay. actually so false. Better. That is so false. <laughs> One of my favorite uh, uh, stories in the middle of a song come from Sylvester and you are my friend. But no, our story, we've actually met, we met on the train. We met on the train. <laughs> the A train. We, You know, here's, you know, when you're on Broadway, both of the shows start at the same time. They let out close to the same time. So like yeah. if you're on the A train, and I'm sure it's been a very interesting history of the A train going uptown after Broadway right. shows over the years to think of all the people who who we know who have probably been on the A train. So you kind of recognize the show people. It's an energy about the show people, even right. even if you're like Salisha, who after the show tries to hide out behind a book or whatever, 
Um, it's and, still, it's still like she's reading the book. Doesn't want to be bothered, but it's an energy coming from it. That's she, I'm reading a book. I'm reading a book. She has, shut up. <laughs> so like that's the energy that's coming from. It. So like, you know, so you kind of notice the people. that's like, oh, I said that girl is in the show, and then I noticed she kept getting off on my stop, and um, <laughs> so I was like, I'm just gonna say something. Hey, how you doing? Um, you in a show and uh. <laughs> And, come to find and the out. next thing you knew, we were having margaritas. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, well, I remember early on, one of the first, like, once it was a Saturday. See, first of all, let me tell you, I have a very, very, like, very good memory. I remember specifics. Like, it was a Saturday. Ten I'm like, I have no idea what you're yeah. about to say it right now. It was a Saturday, and we, um, so what would happen was periodically, uh, so for, for the longest time, it was kind of like, first it was like the the nod, and the, hey, like the acknowledgement that we kind of said, you're on a show. I'm in a show. How are you? Oh, I thought it was the black nod. <laughs> well, it was the black it was, with 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 a heavy dose of blackness in it. <laughs> like I don't. Know, it was a you're in a show nod. I don't know how white folks do it. All I know because I I've been black for a long time. That's all I've ever known. And so um you know so first it was the, the nod of acknowledgement of hey sisters and uh, you in the show. Me too. Black Broadway hashtag Broadway black. <laughs> right. And so it was that. Then it was like um, the realizing that we're going in the same direction. So then eventually we would like be on the um, the elevator together, and it would be like the uh, look over, and we start would start. We eventually started talking, and you know we would actually take off our headphones, which is a major major step. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's huge. Headphones to uh, like to kind of say hey. All right, leave me alone. But we both And he didn't just have earbuds. Y'all, he has like these huge bows. And I feel like the bows are indicative of like, really don't bother me. I really can't hear you. Like, look at these big things on my ears. Leave me alone. I mean, but look at look at that smile. I mean, it was a smile like that. Are you gonna keep your headphones on? No, not if you got sense. So oh my one particular Saturday, we're on the elevator and she's she's holding a bottle of wine. And you know, she just was like, hey, um, you drink wine? I was like, yeah, I, I drink wine. She said, you want this bottle of wine? It's <laughs> like, it's already open, but I'm trying not to drink this week. <laughs> <laughs> you over here telling on me. No, but, no um, and it, it, it sounds, I know it sounds like, boy, she's asking me to save her from herself. But no, it, <laughs> It was just one of her, this week I'm not drinking, and I already opened this bottle at the dressing room. Please, if you, if you drink wine, take I'm like, Joe, who's going to pass up free wine? So, um, right. you know, just over time, we just, uh, more, you know, more and more conversation. Come to find out she went to college with one of my castmates and stuff like that. So, you know. All the things. And she, Literally all of the things. Yeah. And we've been friends ever since. And she's, and she's my neighbor. And uh, it's like, so especially during... Uh, the pandemic, when Salisha was afraid to go outside, <laughs> me and my kids would walk past her window. And <laughs> so Salisha and my daughter, my daughter in particular, because um, my daughter is a, you know, she's a, she's a bundle of energy like Salisha is. And so it's like, <laughs> she's like, Miss Alicia, where are you? Like throwing rocks at my window, yeah. being like, hello. And so, um, I, I would like to think that Lolo provided her with uh, with a lot of joy when she was locked up in her ivory tower. 
afraid of truly truly it really does make a difference like when i like at the beginning of this pandemic it was like no human interaction at all it felt like okay we're in a freaking dorm room i can at least open up my window and be like hello out there (laughs) and so uh, ricky one of the reasons why i brought you on here is because you are a dad and i have not had that perspective Mm -hmm. yet um from anybody who's come on here yet and so um, why don't you tell me, tell us about um, your offspring? My offspring. Bit. So I have a, an 11 year old son, Rory, and a three year old daughter, Lolo. Or, uh, Lolo is short for Lowry Love Younger. So we took the Such first few letters from her first and middle name. They have Lolo. Rory is Rory Clifton Younger. It's a combination of um, my father, brother, and grandfather are all Roy Clifton Younger. So we wanted to give tribute to them, but we wanted him to have his own name. So we chose Ro- Rory. Then, you know, of course, you want to make sure that you don't give your kids a name that means something awful. So looked up Rory, come to find out that Rory is actually uh, a a nickname or as they described it in the in the book, a diminutive of Roderick, which is my actual first name. So it's like his name pays tribute to me and my father, my brother and my um, grandfather. And I have another brother who have who also has the middle name Clifton. So he's. His name gives honor to a whole lot of uh, younger men. Um, so those are my two kids. Um, you know, obviously very different having a boy and a girl. My son, Rory, is uh, is on the spectrum with ADD, ADHD and autism, which um, also gives a very interesting perspective of having a, a child on the spectrum and another child who isn't. And it just gives makes makes you have an appreciation for each of them. It's almost like it makes me love each of them more than I probably would if I didn't have the perspective of seeing them together to see how great they are together because they really are. Like he's such a great big brother. <laughs> like you know, um, when you have kids, yeah. it's easy for people from the outside to say, "Look at those cute little kids." I bet they're never a problem. Oh, how could you ever get mad at those kids? And it's like kids are driving crazy. You know, that's one of the things about the pandemic is like I went from eight shows a week, six days a week, struggling to see my kids, wanting to see them more to seeing them all the time. Right. <laughs> it's like um, I'm currently uh, separated from my wife um, uh, on my way to divorce. Just haven't gotten there yet. Divorce costs money. And then when you ain't got no money coming in, how are you going to get divorced? So anyway. Oh, God. <laughs> but this is the dynamic of our day during the pandemic it was like since their mother works nine to five from home i would go over there on days that they stayed there and pick them up in the morning we would get out and come back over to my place which is like about a five to ten minute walk um come back over to my place and we would be together from nine to five at least every day um, so basically trying to do whatever type of, uh, remote schooling as well as trying to do stuff, have a day that isn't okay. just us sitting in here on top of each other, watching TV. And, um, so that was like the pandemic for a long time. So, um, right. We'll be right back right after the break. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So Lolo, she's three now, yeah. right? Yeah. And she's got this beautiful head of curls. Yeah. So how how is it going taking care of your daughter's hair, especially since you're separated from her mom? Right. Like you, when she's with you, you are taking care of her. You're doing her yeah. hair. Like how, how is that? Well, the, 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 you know, my kids are biracial. And so the thing about it is it's not just the whole idea of a father taking care of his daughter's hair. It's the, the kind of hair and also the two differing, uh, attitudes towards that hair like um their mother has curly hair but you know it's not biracial curly hair and it's white yeah it's white it's like, hair right white girl curly hair and so white girl curly so hair. like that whole thing of like saying hey i know they are a mixture of the two of us but their hair is probably closer to mine than it is to yours but also but but you know also the but I have curly hair too. It's like, but it's not, you know, like you can't put it's the different. same stuff on your hair that she puts on her hair. And like She's not going to put on edge control. Right? And it's like, um, so like we, we, we've had the hair issue from when Rory was a baby. Cause you know, that whole, really yeah, the whole, with your son. Cause in the black community, there's this thing of going to the, the son's first haircut and, and you know, um, I do regret giving him a hair, his first haircut so early. I wish I would have just let it grow like, like I'm doing with Lolo's hair. Um, but you know, it's just, it's a different thing as far as what products to use on the hair. Um, but I will say, um, Vanessa is very good at, she's very good at doing Lolo's hair. Um, really right now it's just, um, making sure that she loves her hair as it is, which I think she does. It, the, the only thing is right now, she always is asking me to give her two scrunchies. And sometimes I'm like, Lolo, your hair is so beautiful. You just let, just let it out. And um, she's like, no, two scrunchies. Because <laughs> Lolo is very, very uh, strong-willed. So she has like her favorite hairdos that she, she wants. She two scrunchies. She, um... Sometimes she'll be down with the, with the, with a big, you know, so she, she, um, I, she appreciates her curls. It's just that sometimes she wants it up instead of just out. And, um, but yes, just yesterday I, I said something to her that I hadn't even thought about. Well, I had never said to her, even though I think about it, cause I know that there's the whole, the crown act is, you know, the whole idea of, uh, teaching black women to embrace their hair as it is. And, um, that that's that. very important to me that um you know it's an actual act the crown act why don't i know uh, about this i, I know i think you know about crown day or something because i feel like i feel like we had some type of exchange about it but i think there's actually a thing called the crown act where they're basically the crown act is trying to make sure that um places of employment do don't discriminate against you for wearing your hair naturally we'll we'll have to look that up this is bomb you know you're going to send me some I'll homework. I'll some homework. Somebody, <laughs> somebody don't like homework. I ain't going to say no names, but it rhymes with Belisha. Um, oh, my God. You, you always sending me all these links and stuff of the, all these videos I got to watch. problem with information. <laughs> <laughs> 
It got to be easy for me to access, and it has to be fast. It's all easy if you have the proper attitude. But anyway, so. You're sending me homework. So as I was saying about Lolo and her hair, I, just yesterday, I I actually said to her, I said, that you're a queen, and your hair is your crown. And that really resonated with her because, you know, being a princess and being a queen, that's important right. to a little girl, you know? Right. Yes, it it's is. Like, she smiled and she did something. Oh, she was like, a little, like, kind of like, you know, adjusted her crown and everything. So, um, yeah, it's like when she's with me, I like to make sure every night I, I, when I give her a bath, I let her hair out, you know, try to get out all the tangles and everything. And, you know, some of the stuff I learned from, I learned from watching you. And, um, from me? Yeah, because one of your blog posts where you talked about hair care, you talked about massaging the scalp and all this other stuff to help with growth yeah. and everything. Um, I'm just trying to cool. make sure that um, I just want her hair to just grow and grow before any you know before anything is done with it. So I'm not trying not to worry right. about if it's not growing evenly or whatever. I'm like she's three. It's okay. She's she's yeah. three. Right. Um, Are you? Do you have any like inspirations like? So like my generation, when, when I was little, all my friends, like when we've been talking about this in the past yeah. episodes, we didn't really have a lot of curly hair people like to look right. at on screen or even these children's books. Like, are you seeing more curly hair inspiration for you to look at or to show Lola? Well, I, one of the things I uh, like, I like to give a shout out to her white side of the family because they have been very active in, uh, making sure that she loves and appreciates herself for who she is. Um, part of it, I don't worry about because of her personality. She seems to really be happy with herself, but that's, awesome. you know, like her white grandmother and her white aunt sending her dolls with uh, natural hair. This doll, this doll right here was purchased by her white family members. See the little bush balls. Which, yes, I've never had a party yeah, like and that. And it's like this th this is the style that Lolo loves the most. Um so between stuff like that, um I know there was a bit of a controversy with the show Central Park because one of the biracial kids was voiced by a white actor, um same actress who voices uh Anna in uh Frozen. We all know her. She's in everything. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, 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 Kirsten Dunn. No, it, that, that, not Kirsten the, Dunn. We all, we, I know who you're talking well, about. Anyway, uh, so, but her her character's name is Molly, and Molly has she she like draws comics, um, and one of her characters is her, and the character's name is Fistapuffs. So she has little, her little <laughs> Afro puffs turns into like big giant fists and she fights <laughs> evil with her Afro. That's awesome. So, That's awesome. Um, so Lolo has these dolls. She has fist puffs. She has um, Doc McStuffins. You know, right. it's like. What about hair love? You yeah, showed yeah, me hair, hair love. You're the first yeah, person who shared Hair that love. Movie. You know, she, we've got that. <laughs> um that short yeah, film. Yeah, uh, Matt, uh, Mark Sherrod is the, the guy. Was it Mark Sherrod? And they won, won an yeah, award, won the didn't Academy they? Award. Um, oh, my God. So she has those things. Um, I'm always on the lookout to make sure that she's seeing stuff that uh, 
with with black folks in it. And and here's the thing, and um, it's we've had this conversation ever since the whole you know, re, you know, ever since George Floyd and how that has affected the world. There have been all kinds of talks about race and the cast of Mean Girls. We've actually had talks amongst ourselves. And we've had uh, book clubs and various things where we engage our fan base about race and everything. And in one of the conversations we had as a as a casting company, I said to them, I said, um, as a black parent, you don't realize it's like, well, you come to realize um, the lack of representation, the lack of ability for your kids to see heroes and and characters that look like them and i said you know so like you have like a pj mask where nobody is black you have um then you have other things like bubble guppies where these are like little mermaids and mermen and there's only one black character it's like and then in these in these shows you'll have the black characters but they're like sidekicks you know, it's like oh, they'll be, they'll right, be the only right. one, and you never see their family. It's like, you know, how you know, it's like their world totally revolves around being connected to the white person who's the so-called lead or leader. I remember when I was little, you had the super friends, and all of the black superheroes were like periodically would come on. You had to you you don't know what week they're coming. It'd be like eight weeks without a black person, and all of a sudden, Black Lightning shows up, and all of them right. had black in their name, Black Lightning, Black. Mystique. I mean, I'm making up names now. Black. Oh my black god. Black turkey. Black. I'm like, I know black. You don't have to have black in his name. All the black superheroes have black in their name. <laughs> like they're trying to make up for the fact they had no black. So they're like, look at me, black in his name. It's almost like it's too black. And so, um. Oh my gosh. Literally a comedian, a, a stand-up comedian, folks. But, but Go yeah, on. But that's 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 the that's the experience as a black parent. You know, in addition to. I mean, obviously the hair is an issue, but just just the existence, the life, just wanting them to right. feel it's like the message you send to kids when none of the leaders, none of the people that are the main characters look like you. You know, I think about you. I think yes. about you. Amazingly talented. You've made it to Broadway in your 20s. That's a major deal. But then I think about the Thank fact you. that when if you want to have a role as a principal, how few opportunities they are. Whereas white actors your age have the whole whole history of Broadway to choose from as far as characters, as well as all of the new characters that will be created to look like them. You know, yeah. I think about myself. I'm yeah. Mr. Duvall. I'm a original Broadway cast of a hit Broadway musical, nominated for 12 Academy Awards. And my character is the only principal without a song. I had to sing to get the part. Feel free to Google me. Go to YouTube.com slash Rick Younger and you will oh, see oh. me singing. I <laughs> sing all the time, have made a living as a singer. When my friends found out I was on Broadway, they were like, oh, this is perfect for you. You get to sing and be funny and act. I was like, yeah, yeah. And I had like, I'm like, well, I hope they don't get mad when they come to the show. And I'm not singing, <laughs> but you know, they, right, you know, right. I, I am there. Right. I am, I, you know, I'm funny. My character is very pivotal. Yes, you, you are know, very you funny. Know, but it's like, 
I gotta I gotta be in another Broadway show just so I can sing. You know, so you can sing. Honestly, um, yeah, you are so talented, and, and yeah, that's what we. Oh, Ricky, I do want to know though, like. Do you have any? Do you have any sisters? Do you have any like? No sisters. It's like uh, all brothers. It's all. So your mom, she's like, like, I got boys. She got well. My mother and father together had two, and my father had a couple before he married my mother. Um, and even <laughs> my father's even the father to um, the older brothers of my oldest brother, who aren't his biological biological sons but all boys then my my brother his first kid was a boy um just boys, it, uh, boys. it's like there's t- there's only two girls it's uh sydney and lola <clears throat> so i really i commend you for like having so many men in your family and to like take i mean not that you really had a choice <laughs> in the matter like here is a daughter Figure it out. Do as much or as little as you want. Like, I really commend you, Ricky, for diving in and just... Well, you know, with my family, one fatherhood is, like, the thing. It's, like, all of, like, my my father, his brothers, my mother's brothers, um, you know, even, you know, my uncles who married my aunts. All of the fathers pretty much have always been there. It's like most of the marriages have lasted for years. Even even the marriages that didn't last, the fathers have always been very active, which also is a very interesting statistic. That um, People never talk about this, but it, studies have shown that black fathers are the most active in the lives of their children. What, what people try to get you on is father, you know, fathers being married to the mothers. Sometimes divorce happens. Sometimes a child yeah. comes and the couple never gets married. But fatherhood, black fathers are the most active fathers of all. Right. And I feel like, you know, everyone has a different story. But I will say that my dad is is was is always so, so active. Anybody and, that knows Celicia knows that her father's active. She loved her father. She's like, I love my daddy. I love my daddy. You know what? He did not know how to do my hair. I loved when he did one. Um, he would pull it all the way back and do one big twist, and it looked horrible. And it was my favorite <laughs> hairstyle. But you know, <laughs> with one Lola would wake up in the mornings like I want to. I mean, like I'm like we haven't even had breakfast yet. You know, because when I do it, it's like I don't have ass with the with doing her hair. I'm like, okay, get me a chair, get the coconut oil, get a brush, get a pick. Right. It's Come like, on. you know, Come and on. so I'm like, I'm moisturizing her hair. I'm going through making sure the tangles are out and I'm brushing it. And, you know, I'm I, making sure. I've heard yeah. her say, my hair, don't mess with my hair. Like, <laughs> she, is like, she is not playing. We'll be right back right after the break. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If, also, if you follow me, you, you'll see that I'm very active with my kids. My, my kids both have hashtags on social media. My son is the youngest younger because he was the youngest younger for a long time. He was the youngest younger for eight years. So when Lolo came along, it was like, I even, I made a, I made a post about it. I said, look, Rory has been the youngest younger his whole life. So even though a younger, younger has come along, he's maintaining his hashtag, the youngest younger. And Lolo's hashtag is little lady younger. And it's like, That's so, so cool. it's like, you know, you see the posts and we, sometimes it's posts of me and her. Sometimes it's posts of me and him. Sometimes it's the three of us. Sometimes it's the two of them. And, uh, you are so proud of them. I love. I mean, I love it's that. like, they're, they're, and they're, they're fun kids. You know, it's like they're, they're, like I said, they're great with each other. Like just yesterday, Lolo, Lolo was filled with attitude yesterday. I don't know if it was the traveling back from Baltimore or whatever. So we we were um, walking, and Lolo was dragging and doesn't want to keep up and everything. And I was like, Lolo, come on, I, I can't carry you because I have bags. And uh, she's like pouting in the middle of the street. Rory just walks back, grabs her by the hand, and just walks her walks her on home. And it's like the moment he does it, oh. she goes right along. It's like she's fighting me, but it's oh. like okay, Rory, <laughs> or okay, Rory. Oh. <laughs> it's so freaking sweet. Okay, so I want to pivot and I want to ask you about about you. Like, how do does do? And I'm sure every guy is different, but like. Do men have a natural hair journey? Do you have a natural hair journey? Well, one of the things about being a man, it's like you never have to question your beauty based on your natural hair. Now, as a matter of fact, if you're a man and you do like a perm or finger waves, you're like, (laughs) are are you pimping? I mean, what is going on? It's like you actually are looked at like, what's up, man? It's like, I don't trust that guy. He he got finger waves. He's going to smack me. He's going <laughs> to pimp slap me if I get going on his wrong side. Um, so the whole idea of of natural hair is not really a big issue with black men. But one of the issues with, with uh, is how our hair dictates who we are in the eyes of the, the mainstream. So, like, um, I remember for years making sure my hair was neat. Make sure my fade was tight, shape up was 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 in there. Um, you know, I still to this day, even though now I let my hair out, it, I don't know if you can make it. It's kind, of, it's coiled. I I had my little had my little yeah. little coiler and my sponge and all that other stuff, and it's um, a real natural style. Um, I know my mother looks at it like you need to uh, comb that and put a part in it. You know, like. <laughs> You need to learn your letters. <laughs> my mother. You're going to you, you, you keep your hair like that? But you're very groomed, yeah, though. It's it's oh, very much on She's purpose. from the old school of little boy has to have a part. <laughs> you know, it's like every time Rory, you could tell when Rory spent some time with grandma, it's like, what? His hair is really, his hair has been combed. He has a part. It's like... A part in his mouth. My mother's generation. So, um, you know, going from <laughs> it's it, it's very interesting. It's kind of like also creatively, my hair changing of my hair kind of goes along with with changes in me creatively as an artist. Um, when I first started doing comedy, I didn't curse in my act. 
one of the main one of the main reasons when I first started doing comedy, I was also singing in the Maryland Gospel Choir, and I was still in college, and I was like, well, I can't be performing comedy in the same area I'm singing Jesus is Real on Sunday, and then how y'all, you know, I can't be like busting out like right. that. So I was like, okay, I won't curse in my act, and so for years I didn't, and it was like as I as I evolved as a comedian and as I interacted with with uh, comedians, I have and two comedian friends that that stand out as a part of my evolution: Todd Lynn, who uh, who's passed away, the late Todd Lynn, um, and Tracy Morgan, and both of them who I who I'm friends with. So like when I'm hanging with them, talking freely, saying whatever I feel like saying. Sometimes some curse words may come out. Sometimes some other racy language might come out. But it was just I'm being myself. And they're cracking up and they're like, man, dude, it's like, why are you not doing that on stage? And I realized that the reason I started with not cursing was, you know, a reflection, a reflection of my parents and what I was doing as a gospel singer. And I'm like, I'm, I, you know, my parents know that I curse. Um, they know I'm not gratuitous with it, but they've actually heard me curse here and there. Um, and, and, so it was like, oh, so I'm up here not cursing because I'm worried about what people will think and maybe they're going to go tell my mama. And um, so I called my mother. My father had already passed away by this time. And I said, hey, mom, I'm thinking, really thinking about expanding and really getting into what makes me funny. And so I'm, I'm just going to go on stage and I'm going to talk freely. Some curse words may come out. And I just wanted to know if I curse on stage, would you have a problem with that? She's like, I don't have a problem with that. No, it's not gratuitous. I was like, it's, well, it's not going to be gratuitous. And she's like, all right, do what you got to do. Um, you know, and so that set me free. I'm like, if my mother is all right with what I do. I'm all right with what I do. And I'm, all, and I'm also like, you know what? God made me this way. And I'm like. So wait, wait, that affected your hair well, journey? I'm going to make the connection in a, in a second. So it seemed like once I was more free, not caring about what people thought about me when I was on stage, because the other thing that was a part of it is the white gaze. Like, okay, I'm the black comedian that's clean cut, that doesn't curse. I'm not like the rest of them. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I think we all suffer from the effects of white supremacy in one way or the other. And mine was, even though I didn't down, you know, like, blatantly and openly downgrade other black people. A part of me had this feeling of being special and not like the rest because I was a black comedian that didn't curse. And I was like, no, it's like, right. that doesn't make me better than anybody else. And, and like, why do I care what they think? And so the more I got into not caring what they thought, I also was like, I don't care what they think about what my hair looks like. And I let my hair grow. And I like, I don't care if, you know, it's not, you know, what they expect or, oh, it's, you know, it's coiled up or it's nappy or it's rough. Right. And it's like, that's all been a part of that. I know that like you used to get pre-pandemic, you, your hair, like you would go to the barber on a schedule, a strict Thursday, schedule. And so going from, <laughs> right, like right every after therapy, was that yeah. every two weeks? So going from that to like now you're in a pandemic and yeah. it's different now things are starting to open up but going from like everything is shut down was that like how was that transition for you just like 
how did you feel about any, like your hair just growing well, out? It, it, it was like, it was- I first I was like, let me see what can happen with my facial hair. I I just can't grow a beard. And so <laughs> that, that work out. but <laughs> it's like, also, like I said, you probably heard me say this at some point. I was like, this pe- pandemic is going to separate the wheat from the chaff. We're going to find out who's really handsome. Because <laughs> some of us have been oh depending on a good haircut to look good for the ladies. So um, I'm like, I yeah, think it's like, does. so I, I yeah. kind of was like, guess I'm going to find out if I, if I'm handsome or not. <laughs> so I feel all right. I feel like I'm. <laughs> you uh, are I'm handsome. I didn't get you to say that, but thank you. No, but like. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But no, it's like, it it was like that whole, let's see what new things we can learn about. Um, I actually, the way I get it cut since the pandemic has changed. Cause um, I used to get a higher fade. Now I'm like, um, you know, I'm liking it getting longer and, you know, I want to see how, how, how long I can get, the part that I don't, and, and now I'm just kind of fading the temples. So, um, yeah. I like that. I feel like this has given us all, and I'm, I don't mean to speak for everybody, but like ever since, you know, this summer, it's given us more freedom yeah. to really just lean in right. to who are yeah. we really? Like, what do I really want to look like? Take, like? take chances. And, you know, it kind of like, right. what am I going to do? I can't get to the barbershop. Um, what one thing I now I don't know if if the pandemic has given me more grays in my my beard, but it's like um, <laughs> at this point I'm kind of like this is this is I can't even I can't even like decide that I'm going to try to look like I don't have grays. Yeah, <laughs> I think salt and pepper is uh, yeah, very. Well, you know, I'm you know so. I, I'm a silver fox. I'm going for silver fox status. Come on, you know, come through. Um, I, I know that in my cast, they were kind of all surprised at how old I am. Um, and you know, it's like I come you know black don't crack. crack. I come, I come from good black, black don't crack stock. My mother's about to be eighty. <laughs> you never know about looking at her. My yeah. Wait, your mom? Yeah. I've met her. Yeah, she's yeah. almost eighty. Oh, I my didn't uncle, know that. my uncle Tony. I think that I, you may have you you've seen Uncle Tony before, yes. not in person, but you've seen him. On he's he's going to yeah. be seventy one like next month. It's like he, he's the one that pushes me. Like um, I went to, I hung out with him in Baltimore a few days ago. He said, "Yeah, I've done push ups. I've done." Uh, he's like, "I haven't, you know, been getting out riding my bike because he rides his bike. He comes up to New York for the five five borough bike tour um and so he's like i haven't been riding my bike he says but i have done my push-ups every day since december 28th 2019 and i was like you know wow i i you know and so now he's challenged me the very next day he sent me a a, a meme and a text message like about getting started with my push-ups and so every day i've done my push-ups i've added my my um my plank to it and uh, cause I'm trying not to have the man boobs, saggy man boobs. I mean, we're well, in a pandemic, see, if you so let yourself get away with saggy man boobs because of the pandemic, which looks <laughs> <laughs> to not be letting up, because we don't have the leadership that's going to take control of it. Go vote, everybody. <laughs> vote in, vote in, right. an answer to the pandemic. Um, 
It's like you. It's like I'm like. I, at first, I was like, you know, it's a pandemic. But then after a while, you're like, I got to do something because I thought that we'd be, you know, when we when we first stopped the show, they're like, oh yeah, we'll be back in a month. You know. Right, right. We yeah, and we it's had no like, idea that it was so. Even after, even when they went past a month, you were like, okay, we'll be back by the fall. You know, now we're looking at right. 2021, and not even just not even the beginning of 2021 necessarily. I've I, I've heard spring of 2021. We're gonna cut for a short ad break. So wait, my question, like, have you been able to do any comedy or anything? That that sparks your spirit during. Yeah, I've done two Zoom shows. I don't like Zoom shows. I, I mean, it's like I, you know, I I do live streaming. I, I, I have my low budget morning show. Your breakfast show. So like when um, I don't do it every. I'll put a link down so you can watch it. I don't do it every day, but I do it when I have the freedom because I like doing it when I'm home alone. So like when I have the kids early in the pandemic, I did it with the kids here, but as as the pandemic stretched on, it's like, okay, I, I like it better when I can do it by myself. I'll probably do one tomorrow because I don't I won't have kids tomorrow morning. Yeah. They're really fun. Your breakfast shows are, I say yeah. breakfast because yeah. breakfast. they're That's how breakfast. Breakfast. B-R-E-F-F-U-S. <laughs> it's a hashtag. I also saw your mug oh, yeah. when you took a sip. Is that your Rick Younger, Rick Younger show, show mug? mug? So I, the Rick Younger show actually is a live show that I created, man. Early 2000s, um, I asked myself, if I had my own TV show, what would it be? And I was like, uh, and why am I not doing it? So, um, and I was like, I don't own a network, but I can do a live show. So I came up with a show, the Rick Younger show, where it's kind of like I'm a late night talk show host who's so into himself that he does everything. (laughs) So like, I have a band but I sing with the band. I don't really have a musical guest. Um, I have guests that I interview. So sometimes my friends will come on and do celebrity impersonations. Sometimes they'll do original characters. I have the Ricky wheel. It's a wheel that we spin. It has four pictures of me on it. We spin it, and it whatever yes. it lands on, we have to do. Rick has to improv a song. Rick has to improv a rap. Ask Rick where you ask me any question about anything, and I have to answer it because I'm a wealth of knowledge. I know a little bit about everything. Not a lot about about can much, I, but a little bit about everything. Um, can I improvise a rap for please you? Please do. In in honor of you, it's gonna be the Rick Younger rap. You ready? Hey, Hamilton, watch <laughs> out. Hey, Rick, what's up? You are so cool, a little cool. Something, something, something. I like your mug. I think that you are a really cool pug. <laughs> you didn't really think. You didn't really think too far ahead about this. I thought you. I, I got nervous. <laughs> you're, like, you're like Hamilton. Watch out! Hey Hamilton, Hamilton. Never mind that. <laughs> never mind. I've heard this rap before. She's a way stronger rapper than this Hamilton. Listen up. Go again. <laughs> Go again. You are so cool. I like the way you drool. Thank you for the crab cake and you make me shake. That's gonna that's gonna raise a lot of questions. <laughs> the drool line. Oh my gosh. Like, oh, like, oh, anyway. Ricky, thank you for 
Ricky, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate you like sharing your stories of like your own personal hair growth and journey and like with your daughter, your little three-year-old daughter, and even with um, Rory as well. Like you are such a joy and just, you're so much fun. Y'all, I'll make sure to share all of his social media handles so that you can check out all of the things. Yes, I'm at Rick Younger. You you can find me at Rick Younger on Twitter, Instagram, Periscope, Snapchat, YouTube.com slash Rick Younger, YouTube.com slash The Rick Younger Show, Facebook.com slash Rick Younger page, CafePress.com slash Rick Younger Show for wonderful Rick Younger Show memorabilia. Or Google me. I'm the first six to 12 pages of Rick Younger on Google. (laughs) Amen. All right. Thank you so much. Love ya. I mean, oh, you know you what I mean. I mean, wait. No, 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 no. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much you for fun. joining us, Ricky. <laughs> Y'all give Ricky some love. Please follow him on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and Periscope at Rick Younger. YouTube.com slash Rick Younger. Facebook.com slash Rick Younger page. He is such a hoot and also speaks a whole lot of truth. And also, like, this pandemic has been so crazy. And since this episode was recorded, Mean Girls had just um, uh, reported that they were closing. And so we had recorded this way before that announcement. Um, So, dear God, just say a prayer to the whole Broadway industry because who knows what it's going to be when we finally get back. Um, But we are keeping the hope and keeping the faith alive. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Shout out to the Broadway Podcast Network. Shout out to Wilton Music for producing my theme song, Love COD, sung by yours truly. You guys, thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. If you haven't already, rate it, review it, share it, follow us on Patreon if you want to get access to the episodes early or even get some merch. And also shout out to London Baskerville for editing this episode. Thank you so much, London. And thank you all for listening and supporting Black Hair in the Big Leagues. I'm your host, (laughs) Salisha Thomas. See you next week, fam.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.